possible to return to a fulfilling, challenging, successful career after a long career break? After listening to this story, we want your answer to be a resounding yes. I'm Anna. And I'm Karen. We're both coaches with Women Returners, the Return to Work Specialists. We work with employers and career returners to enable professionals to return to satisfying and fulfilling work after career breaks of 2, 5, 10 or even 15 years. And we're excited now to share some of their inspirational stories with you. On our Career Returners podcast, you'll hear from a diverse range of people sharing the ups and downs of their return to work journeys after taking long career breaks for childcare, elder care, health or other reasons. After each story, Karen and I will chat over some of the key themes that emerged and share some of our top return to work tips. And a big thank you to Credit Suisse for supporting us to bring this podcast to life. Credit Suisse were one of the pioneering employers in supporting talented professionals to return to work after a career break. Their Real Returns program currently runs in the US, UK, India and Switzerland and offers returners a smooth transition back into the workforce. After listening to this episode, do head along to womenreturners.com where you'll find lots of advice, over 100 success stories and a range of return to work opportunities. And do sign up to our free network and Facebook group too for extra support and connection. And now, over to this week's guest. I'm delighted to introduce today's guest, Melissa Jambier. Melissa is an experienced US lawyer with a background in financial services and public law. After relocating to the UK in 2014 for her husband's work, Melissa took a five-year career break to settle her three young children into their new life. Once ready to return to work, she found the route back to law more challenging than expected. Happily, she found success through the Bank of England's Returnship Programme, and in March 2020, just as the UK went into its first lockdown, Melissa successfully completed her returnship and was offered a permanent role as legal counsel. Melissa, welcome. Thank you very much, Karen. So tell us a little bit about your early career in the US before you took your break. Right, so I grew up in Florida, and we moved to New York after shortly after having our, our first two children. But I was qualified in the state of Florida and I worked as a prosecutor doing criminal law at that time. It was quite intriguing because I remember when I went to law school, I remember telling a friend that as long as I don't have to work with criminals or speak in front of people, I will be most happy. And sure enough, The first job out of law school was doing jury trials in criminal court. So I would always say never limit yourself and never uh, say never. So after doing that for five years, my husband took a job in New York, which was fine because we had family there and it just seemed like a great opportunity to, to move to another state. And I started there as a prosecutor there working in Brooklyn. And I will tell you, practicing criminal law in Brooklyn compared to West Palm Beach, Florida, was not the same. It was not the same. And so I decided that I would look for another role. And that brought me to J.P. Morgan Chase. And I worked as in-house counsel there in their credit cards division and absolutely loved it. It was a great a career. I had great managers really looking to support me uh, as a young uh, mother at that time. And I found really also what I thought having the best of both worlds. So advancing in my career as well. Then as happens from time to time, the department was being closed and outsourced and I had to think about what I wanted to do next. And then I went into private practice At that time, I had three children. The youngest was just a baby. This was in 2013. And so I opened up a small 
firm just doing anything really that came through the door. So in the States, you could do a, have a general practice. I did a little matrimonial law. I did a little bit of immigration and real estate and criminal law. And then as happens, once you start getting settled, my husband said, so wonderful opportunities come along. I said, another one, another opportunity. And I said, where is it? And he said, it's, it's in the UK. It's in London. What do you think? And I said, sounds like a great opportunity. It's a huge move, but I will tell you that the pieces fell into place naturally. And so in 2014, we packed up, we sold our house and we moved to the UK. And I thought at the time I would take a little break to settle the children. We were in a new country. We didn't have a network and we didn't have any family or friends, really. We were just strangers in a foreign country. And the right decision was to stay home and take care of the children and make sure we settled. It was a hard challenge because as you can imagine, I couldn't even find my way home from the supermarket without a GPS. So that's what led to the career break. And I initially thought that career break would just be until the youngest, who was one at the time, was settled in primary school. So maybe reception, age five, so a three three to four year career break. And it turned into a little bit longer than expected. As you mentioned in the opening, it, it did take a little bit of time to get back into the workforce. It sounds like the career break was slightly longer than you expected, but for actually some really good reasons. We often find with returners that they develop an amazing range of strengths and skills while they're on their break and tend to actually still have pretty full lives. For yourself, when you were on your career break, what skills and strengths do you feel you developed? That's a good question, Anna. I would agree uh, that you end up developing a, a different sort of skill set. And for me, transitioning from the US to the UK and just navigating the language. And my husband always says, everybody speaks English. But, and that's true, but we don't always mean the same things. And so I did find that I was able to build up my skill set, just in terms of talking to people, communicating effectively in a new country where I would be able to convey what I was saying or what I was thinking, and it would be understood and articulated in, in the best way uh, possible. I also took the time to brush up and learn UK law, and that took some time as well. I did a, a course and self-study to look at doing my UK qualifications. So I, I picked up a tangible and also a soft skill just in terms of better communication with other people in a different country. Yeah, wonderful. And I think that from myself being from New Zealand, but spending many years overseas, I can appreciate that that need to kind of be adaptable and, and adapt your communication style to the, the place that you are. But great to hear also you took the opportunity for some professional skill development as well. What then got you thinking, oh, maybe it might be time for me to start returning to work? I've always wanted to return to work. My career break was more dictated by the circumstances. And I always knew that I was going to go back to work. It was just going to be a matter of when. And I think I was more mentally ready, eager, excited. And then it, it didn't materialize. And I just, there was a point in time when I just thought, I wonder if I'll ever get that next role practicing law. It became a little bit of a struggle and you start to... Uh, wonder if it's ever going to happen in your time frame. And I wondered how much my 
career break was impacting my marketability at that point. And so I thought maybe I need to secure my UK qualifications or perhaps get some work experience. So maybe not look for a lawyer role, but maybe look for something still in the legal field, but maybe something that was like an introductory level sort of position into law in the UK. And I, in all honesty, had difficulty securing even that sort of role because then you present yourself and people think you're overqualified. And so it was a little bit of a a struggle. It's really interesting that you say that, Melissa, because we often hear stories from returners saying that because of their career break, they struggle to get back to the career, the professional career that they had. And often what happens is that they end up settling for roles that are more junior, that they are overqualified for, that they do have so many more skills. So for you, what changed for you? How did things turn the corner I was having lunch with a friend and I was becoming more aware, and I wouldn't say anxious, but just more strategic in terms of letting other people know that I was looking for work and what roles I was looking for. So I just tapped into my social network because I didn't really have a professional network. But over the years, I had really developed a personal network, which you take for granted when you have lived in a place for a long time. But when we moved, I knew no one. And I didn't want to just latch on to my husband's personal friends or professional colleagues. I, I wanted my own. And so I did speak to the the mums or the parents at the school gate, or I volunteered at the school. And I just let people know subtly that I was interested in. And I was having lunch with a friend and she said to me, have you heard about the career returners or the women returners program? And I said, no, it was actually the first time I had heard of it. And I realized I met the criteria and uh, there was all of these roles on the website. The the Twitter account takes you to the website. And I, I was in heaven. I think I went home, not having even spoken to anybody, but just a sense of, this is me. And surely there's so many possibilities here and so many things that I can actually apply for that um, where they are looking to help professional women who get back into the workforce. Brilliant. So it, it suddenly felt like there was the opening up of all these opportunities. Yes, absolutely. And I think I applied for maybe one or two positions on the website, but I, I that. I just felt a sense of encouragement just by being on the website because I finally found a place where I met the initial criteria. I didn't feel like I would have to settle. And it meant a lot to me because it finally said, hi, I I see you. I recognize you have a skill set to give. And your career break doesn't mean that you're any less of a lawyer. It means it's time to get back into work. And that's when it changed for me. That's wonderful for us to hear, I have to say. At at Women Returners, that's part of what we want to provide. And I think that sense of absolutely that employers are looking for people just like you and that they're recognising all those skills and experience that you bring. What a wonderful and useful coffee with your friend, but also a great illustration, Melissa, of the power of networks. They don't need to be professional networks necessarily from previous roles. They can just be friends, people from the school gate. Actually, you never know what that might unearth. And then 
I think part of that, oh, discovering women returners, you discovered the Bank of England program and quite close to the closing date, I believe. Tell us a bit about that experience of applying, interviewing and securing that role. You're going to probably find this amusing. And I find it amusing as I look back. I remember it was maybe Easter time frame, 2019, I believe. And I saw the Bank of England post and I said, let me throw my hat in the ring for this. Hopefully they will see my legal qualifications and it will be acceptable. And we were headed on holiday. And so I said, what am I going to do? I'm going on holiday. I, I need to get this application in. And I applied from my mobile phone because I had saved my resume, my CV in my phone. That's how proficient I had become at applying for roles. And I submitted an application. And shortly thereafter, I received an email. It was an email saying, thank you for applying. We'd like to invite you in for an interview. It was all electronic and you got to select your own times and dates. And I thought, this is a bit weird. I wonder if when the date actually comes, if I'm going to be able to go in and actually meet a live person because I hadn't had contact with a live person up until that point. I had just been doing this electronically. And sure enough, there was an interview. When I turned up, they were expecting me and I went through security and I had an interview. And I met with very lovely people in the legal directorate, which are now colleagues of mine, and spent about a little over an hour just really discussing the role, what transferable skill set I had, and how I could uh, fit within the organization. And I had never felt more seen than I did uh, during that interview. These two individuals listened to me. They seemed genuinely interested in what I had to say. And this is not a discredit to other people. It's just that I had been through such up and down and sort of a deflating type of time frame where you just didn't think anything was coming, that you would, dare I say, never return to work, or at least not in the field that I was so passionate about. So to have this all kind of wrapped together like a neat little present, I just felt like I walked out of that interview thinking, if I didn't get the job, I felt good about the entire process. And I had hope within me to carry on to the next opportunity. So that's essentially how I was able to find that opportunity on the website and then go through to the interview process and ultimately was successful in gaining a role. Fantastic. And I, love, I was going to say, I loved the way you talked to Melissa about that. I'd never felt more seen and actually that somebody was really recognising you for everything that you brought. And, but also the fact that that process was in fact confidence building for you, which is not always the case through recruitment process. So that's really, you know, nice to hear when it's done well. And then you did ultimately secure the role. How did you go about preparing to return to work, both on the personal front and maybe getting things together in terms of perhaps childcare or, or organizing the family front, but also on the professional front. How did you prepare to return to work? Okay. So first, let me let your listeners know, I am not a paid <laughs> sponsor, but I will tell you, can I sing the praises of your, your program? It is just well thought through extremely well thought through. I just kept saying to my husband how lucky I was 
to have secured this role through this organization because everything from the transition, from returning from a career break, so what I would say, buying new clothes, making sure I had childcare in place, securing my hours and working pattern. Everything was thought through by this program. And so, for instance, as my career break really centered around my children, other people take career breaks for medical, for a whole host of reasons, caring responsibilities. But for me, it dealt with my children And during that time I was home, they were involved in many different after-school activities. I was very conscious that I did not want them to have to disrupt their life because mommy was going back to work. I was very aware that I did not want any of them to have to stop. My daughter was doing dance lessons several times a week. My middle son is an avid football player. And the youngest was doing just about everything, you know, as they do when they're young. They explore lots of different things. So swimming and, and piano and sports after school. And I was very aware that I didn't want to, to change any of that. This program, number one, the start date for the Career Returners Program at Bank of England was in September, three weeks after school started. That was brilliant because I was able to secure childcare, so after school for the youngest, work out who was going to pick him up from school and when, and I was able to see it actually happen before I went back to work. So I knew his schedule was most secure and the older two, you know, in sort of a routine where they were, I knew what bus this one was getting to practice and how this one would be at dance for this amount of time. So in my mind, once the children and their routines were normalized and stabilized, I felt emotionally ready to focus on myself, if that makes sense. The bank also, during the onboarding process, they called, they called Anna and and Karen to say, um, would you like to go part-time or full-time? Now I thought, isn't that lovely that they gave me the opportunity? And I know some employers aren't as flexible. So I would cheer Bank of England for that sort of flexible working. I chose to go back to work full-time to jump all the way in. And it worked for me. And I asked them if I could work one day from home. I chose Thursdays because that worked for swimming with my youngest. And so I still felt like I could be present in my children's lives and return to my professional development, my professional life. And so those pieces fitting together like a puzzle really made the transition successful. So I can't specify enough. This late September start date for me was essential. There's one thing around having all the pieces of the puzzle in place as far as possible before you start so that you can start well. But how was it in those early weeks when you were back in the office, when you were introducing yourself for the first time, meeting with colleagues? How did you find all of that? It was lovely to meet people. That was the nice part, being outside 
of my normal school run come home. (laughs) It was nice to be in a professional setting, to leave my house, have some sense of purpose outside of the home, take the train into the city, walk in the door with your badge up to the office where you were, where my seat was. Now, I just made that seem very easy, but actually (laughs) it was a lot of getting lost, trial and error, a lot of nerves involved. So I smiled at everybody and it was a very much of a nervous smile because you want to fit in, but you don't want people to know how nervous you really are. But it was a very excited uh, nervousness as well, just eager and giddy. I couldn't believe that finally I had re-entered the workforce. I didn't settle. I was doing a role that I was excited and proud to have. So the first few weeks were a very happy one. You know, I'm not going to say I wasn't anxious. I was. I didn't want to get anything wrong. But the the cohort that we had and the, the coaching sessions and just being able to identify with other returners helped settle my nerves and helped have someone to go to lunch with and have a coffee with and gradually transition together. And so when you're not alone and you don't feel isolated, it changes the dynamics of the transition. So it was a very good one for me. Um, We had some very nice colleagues, one in particular, I remember, used to come around to our desk every Friday. And I say hours because there was two other legal returners. And he used to come around to each of our desks and leave a chocolate bar on the desk. Now, you couldn't ask for anything more. You really couldn't. It was just like having Santa every Friday. My experience, I feel, was unique. But I was overall excited and eager to return and and get settled. I will tell you, after those first few weeks, once I actually started doing the work, that was a different story because you naturally think, can I actually do this job now that I'm here in a foreign country? Will everybody know that I've been out of work and on this career break and judge me accordingly? So you have that imposter syndrome that kind of tries to creep in and rear its ugly head. And I was not immune to that. I was susceptible to those feelings always trying to make sure that I was reading everything and making sure that I fully understood whatever the the actual work was before, say, raising my hand in a meeting or speaking to colleagues. So I would say after the first month when the honeymoon wore off, that's when these other feelings of, did I make the right choice? Am I doing the right thing? Those sorts of feelings start to creep in. And thank you for sharing that and talking quite openly about your feelings. We find that a lot with people returning to work, that the first period, yes, you're very excited, maybe a bit anxious as well. That excitement is quite strong. And then actually, as you go into it, yes, often those doubts and that kind of feeling of, can I still do this, does creep in. It can be a wee bit of a roller coaster emotionally on the returning to work journey. And you talked then, uh, Melissa, about actually doing the role. What helped you to get back up to speed professionally? They have knowledge champions, which are just colleagues who volunteer to help new people when they're coming in with a whole host of reading material. And it can be overwhelming. 
And you just have to realize, just like you're eating that chocolate bar, you take one bite at a time and eventually this whole load, massive load of law, then becomes a little bit more digestible and manageable. And you'll know who to go to as you start learning names because you may need to rely on colleagues and it's okay to ask for help or ask for directions. But they did give me some reading material and I am minimizing it. They gave me a lot of reading material and some time to get up to speed. And so that was helpful. That was about the first month and a half. So I'd say the first six weeks or so, they built into my return to just shadow people, introduce yourself to other people and understand how the bank works and then narrow it down so you understand what your role is. And so that's how... I got up to speed, just really reading books and literature and articles, and then also speaking to colleagues. So they did build in a lot of coffees. And Karen and Anna, I I know we drink lots of tea since I moved to, to the UK, but there's lots of tea and coffee. And that's okay. That's a lot of times, that's how you know which colleague is working on what stuff so that when you have a question five months from now, oh, actually, I can go and ask this person or I can ask that person because I remember they used to work in that area and they can help me. So just really being brave enough to say, can you point me in the direction of this topic or this subject or somebody with an expertise is always helpful. That's where you're building another network now within your new workspace. And that's very important. Great. Thank you. And and how have things evolved over the last year? I guess we, I think you got your permanent offer as we went into lockdown for the first time. How have you continued to progress and roll working virtually from home? What has worked for you? Yes. So you're absolutely right. We were just about to embark on the first lockdown in March. Seems like ages ago, but it was just last year, almost a year now. But that was when the six month kind of contract period was about to expire. And we were told, a few of us in legal were told that we would be getting a a permanent contract. And they sent the paperwork. I think it was the second day that I was working remotely. And I was so thrilled (laughs) that they hadn't changed their mind because of lockdown or some unforeseen event. And really, I've been working from home or working remotely. And even though you're not physically in the office, I've still been given lots more work. So essentially, without confusing the situation, in my particular role, you can work on different work streams and you get work allocated to you that way. So they've increased my workload. And so that's encouraging knowing that senior managers have thought about me and my performance during that six months and said, she can handle more work. Let's put her on this extra team. So in that respect, that was encouraging to me to know that other people were thinking highly of me and allocating more work as opposed to less work. I've joined some of the bank's social committees and they're more like uh, women in the bank. They have a whole host of things depending on what your interests are. And so I've settled in a way where professionally I feel like I am 
constantly learning and and stretching and building my professional knowledge in a way that I hadn't envisioned before my career break. But it's great to hear that you're now feeling more settled. You're getting work now that's really challenging and, and more aligned with your skills and experience, which is fantastic. You talked about feeling more settled at work. How about that work-life balance. What are you finding that's working in terms of your balance? What are you finding that maybe is still a bit challenging? Good question. The work-life balance, I still uh, struggle to get that right. You really have to make time for yourself because I think when I first returned to work, my priority was making sure that my family life and their schedule were not interrupted. I also really hoped that I would find the time to maintain some of my activities. During my career break, I exercised regularly and I would be, in all honesty, have not been able to do so. So I don't know if that's mainly because of lockdown because, you know, we went into lockdown six months after I started at the bank and that could be it. But I do try to get out for a walk or spend time with my family, whether it's game nights or trying to read a book or just spending time at home. We're quite limited, aren't we? I have tried diligently just to be more mindful of taking time for myself so that I can be more productive at work during my working hours and then making sure that I am the best mom and wife that I can be. Super. And I think trying to find those boundaries can be more tricky when you're working remotely all the time. So sounds like being able to have, you know, work time and then family time has worked for you. And I think fair to say that I don't think anybody gets their balance right all the time. So <laughs> I see I don't. So, so don't worry at all if that's the case for you. I would agree with you. And sometimes the tendency is to look at other similarly situated women and think, how are they navigating this and taking tips here or taking tips there? But I will tell you that my uh, the added complexity of homeschooling during this time has posed its own set of challenges. But I looked at my son who's in year three and he has a PE curriculum in addition to his other subjects, but they have literally a five to 10 minute PE exercise that they give them. And it might be a high intensity uh, interval training. It might be five minutes of yoga. I can manage that. And I remember saying to myself, I can do this with you. And it, it is a good laugh. And he enjoys doing it with mommy. I mean, I guess what I were you 15 months in to being back at work now, having the time to reflect back, what would you say are some of the things that you are most proud of, both personally and professionally in your return to work journey? most proud of is that I was able to make a successful transition into the field that I wanted and that I didn't settle. And I will always be proud of that. I can't say enough about how pleased I am that I am actually doing a legal role in a foreign country, which is no longer foreign country to me because I've been here almost seven years now. That I am most proud of, you know, not giving up, just sticking with it and securing the role that was meant for me. Also, I would say professionally, picking up an area of law that such that we deal with at the central bank, so regulatory law, has been 
just amazing. It's not easy. It's complex. It's challenging, but in a good way. So you feel like you're stretching and thinking and really trying to figure out the way forward. And and that's why I got into law in the first place. So both of those things, just making a successful transition in a role that I'm excited about and equally learning an area of law that challenges me. Both of those things, I think, are are the best parts of returning to work. And they sound wonderful things to be proud of, I have to say. And as you think about other people now who may be on a career break, who may be where you were two, three years ago, what advice would you have for others returning from a career break? Just extending what I, I previously mentioned, just don't settle. I think there was a time, Anna, where I was looking for even a secretarial role or some type of volunteer opportunity. And and that's not to say that you shouldn't take something to keep yourself fresh and engage in your intellectual muscles. But your true role, the role that excites you is around the corner. Stay focused, keep looking, have patience, be kind to yourself. The the right employer will appreciate your skill sets and will appreciate the value that you bring as an employee having had that career break. That's of value to some people and not to give up on yourself. That's the advice that I would give to people in my former situation. And that's super advice, you know, that your true role is just around the corner to keep looking, be patient, be kind to yourself and don't give up. Melissa, it's been such a pleasure to speak to you today and hear about your journey, some of the challenges along the way, and also really appreciate you being open about some of the feelings that you had too, because that is important. It's not an easy ride. There are ups and downs. There'll be times when you may feel despairing or completely out of your depth, but actually recognising that you're able to push through those and wonderful to hear where you are now. So thank you so much for sharing your journey with us. Thank you very much for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure. I loved hearing Melissa's story and I think so much of what she said will resonate with others. For me, when she talked about the roller coaster of emotions that she felt when returning to work, that felt so powerful and, and, and something that we hear a lot. It is, absolutely, with the returners that we, we coach. And I think often we find, just as Melissa did, kind of before starting back at work, you might be so busy with trying to get everyone else's lives sorted that you don't even have the chance to think too much about how you're feeling yourself. Absolutely. And, and I think it's those, you know, those first couple of weeks when you're you're feeling really excited, really grateful to be back, and the adrenaline's really running high. But, you know, equally at the same time, we usually hear about some nerves at the beginning and, and some exa- anxieties that people feel. Yeah, and then I think what often quite happens is a few weeks in after that kind of initial enthusiasm and energy that returners often start to feel that kind of quite a pressure to deliver that that imposter syndrome may often kick in um, starting to feel like gosh there's so much to learn you know it it feels a bit overwhelming and I'm I'm feeling quite tired now and and they worry that maybe they'll never get back up to speed yeah absolutely and I, I think the good news is that we see time and time again that it actually it just takes a few months back in those opportunities to get the first of things done you know, the first presentation made, the first report done, and people really start to feel that they, they're getting back up to speed, that they're doing work that's being valued, that their contribution is being recognised, and that, you know, they're, they're really growing and being stretched and given more challenging work. Yeah, and if I reflect on some of the things that helped Melissa navigate her way through that roller coaster, 
Certainly it was having support from other returners, so people going through that same journey just like her. Definitely building her network, so finding people to ask all those questions to. But also she did take some time, she you know, dedicated herself, put some effort into learning and reading to help herself get back up to speed. Absolutely. And I think I think it's just knowing that returning to work will be a roller coaster of emotions. That's totally normal. It's totally okay. And many returners go through that sort of same transition. But to know and to feel confident that within a number of months, you know, you will start to feel more settled. You will start to feel like you, you belong back in the workplace and that you're getting back up to speed. Thanks for joining us today. And we really hope that this story will inspire you to take the next step in your own return to work journey. Do tell your friends and family about the Career Returners podcast. And when you get a moment, we'd love you to subscribe, rate and review it on Apple Podcasts. A big thank you again to Credit Suisse for supporting us to create this podcast series. Credit Suisse has supported professionals on a career break to successfully return to work for many years. Take a look at their Real Returns program if you're thinking about returning to work. With a focus on transferable skills, the programme has been important in opening new career directions for returners across the years. And if you're looking for more advice and guidance in your own return to work journey, we're here to support you. Visit us at womenreturners.com and sign up to our free returners network to hear about returner opportunities and join our growing community of returners in our Facebook group. We look forward to you joining us again for the next episode of the Career Returners podcast.